set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast, where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T, Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania, because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, Joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, We cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado, Behold the King, the King of Kings. And welcome, everybody, to the 170th episode of Kings of the Rings. Holy fucking shit. 170 episodes in. Wow. I've probably been on this podcast way too fucking long. Um, You're telling me, Ricky. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> How long have I been here? Since, since number one, That's who's true. number one? Who's number one? Who's number one? Who's number one? <laughs> Yeah, you're probably, your ass is probably number one at this point. Uh, But I'm your host, King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast and your general manager of WrestleAddict Radio in which you are listening to Kings of the Rings podcast on. So find Kings of the Rings podcast on all of our social media at KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, Subscribe to WrestleAddict Radio where you can listen to not just us, but also Not Your Mama Soap Opera for full WrestleCast, the gift of podcast, uh, and, and yes, and Nate the effing great and Mr. Fretz and the Game Changer Wrestling Podcast. You can find WrestleAddict Radio where all podcasts can be found at iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are everywhere. Ugh. Speaking of everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Uh, also find Wrestle Attic Radio on all of our social media, Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Attic Radio on Facebook and Instagram. It is a two-man show today uh, because oh, yeah. uh, the Queen Bee, the HBIC, is um, aloof right now. Um, they are uh, they're, they're, they're buzzing around somewhere, uh, but the show must go on. So it is, it is me, myself, King Ricky Rose, and also the founder, the proprietor, the man who's been here since number one and episode number one, Mr. Will Tarasak. How are you doing, sir? 
Well, Ricky, while we're doing the show, I am watching the World Series to find out who's number one, who's number one, who's number one, who's number one in game one. Spoiler alert, I am baseball number one. E- baseball doesn't exist to me anymore. <laughs> Try to find out who's number one because I am number one because I have been here since episode number one. And of course, it's me, it's me, it's Whitley T, a.k.a. number one. Uh, you can find me everyone on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, at Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, with a one at the end because I am number one. Um, Ricky, I'm excited to talk about wrestling this week. I watched most of it. Uh, AEW was solid. NXT wow, was just I'm, as good. I'm proud of you. SmackDown was... I watched most of it, and I didn't watch Raw, so let's get into it. Well, I mean, it's that's about typical for you. I know. I, I, mean, did, I did, more I just, than This is two weeks in a row I haven't watched Raw. I don't know what's happened to me. Maybe it's because it's a new record day. I'm, I'm off my game. Yeah, I guess. You, you, you'll figure out. You'll figure out a, uh, a balance I know. in some way, shape, or form. So let's also, start off with something also, that Actually, we can, we can have a cyborg. Um, there's, because well, I've, I've, I have a new nickname for Finn Balor because um, I've been watching. Louise, I haven't been watching while of wrestling because I, I have to finish a Netflix series because it's leaving Netflix and uh, at the end of this week. So I got to finish it. What is and it? It's called The Fall. It's a it's a it's a uh, Irish TV show about a serial okay. killer. And the serial killer looks just like Finn Balor, and talks just like Finn Balor. And his name is okay. his name is Spectre. So Finn Balor's new name is Forever Spectre. So just like you his know name, Spectre and James Bond. Yeah, his name is uh, his name is Paul Spectre. So Finn Balor's new name is Spectre. Because every time I see him on screen, Finch. I'm like, oh, it's Finn Balor. It's Finn Balor choking a bitch. No, stop it, Finn. Stop it. You're an ex- you're an NXT champion. Damn it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, that's my uh, side that when we get when we get to the NXT stuff, we're going to start off with something that happened outside of the wrestling ring, and of course involves our favorite person who doesn't like to keep their mouth shut, Mister Seth Fucking Rollins. Whether it's in Twitter or in real life, Seth just has the gift of gab at the wrong times supposedly so Seth was at I guess a con or something some sort of thing where he was doing a QA and a mm. uh, with obviously his fiance Becky Lynch and I think another WWE superstar who I wasn't able to see in the video someone asked him about having a dream match with Kenny Omega oh, at I like a Wrestlemania or yeah, something yeah. and if it would ever happen so Seth pretty much said, <clears throat> excuse me, sure, it could happen, you know, but currently, Kenny Omega is de- is playing down in the minor leagues right now, and so when Kenny Omega finishes in the minor leagues and wants to come to the best and most lucrative wrestling company in the world, maybe it could happen. And of course, that set Twitter a fucking blaze because because get ready folks it's mark slaying time oh yeah i can slay them too this week because <laughs> guess guess what marks okay first of all what, what were they what were they so upset about like what what could they have possibly what could have possibly have been controversial with those comments yeah, that's a thing it's nothing controversial about it at all whatsoever you know what's controversial about it the fact that it's seth rollins you know what seth rollins represents now Seth Rollins represents the WWE and you're a mark and you can't like any mainstream popular product. You have to like the anti-product. And now Seth Rollins is no longer 
um, counterculture. Seth Rollins is culture. So by the way, culture moves everything along. That gives you counterculture in the first fucking place. Okay. But since Seth Rollins now represents, you know, the, the empire, um, anything he says, anything that comes out of his mouth, whether it be dumb, which I'll admit, Seth Rollins has said dumb shit before in the past where you look at him mm-hmm. and you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like his, his whole speak. comments about um, you're, you're over based on your paycheck. Mm, yeah. That was dumb. Yeah, like, you know, that yeah. was something worth being mad about. But this, I mean, name me one thing he said that's factually inaccurate in this particular circumstance. Like, okay, calling AEW the minor leagues might be a little harsh. Um, if not, but that's how his company sees it. Right. But he's not, he's not wrong. Like he's, he's not necessarily right either. I wouldn't call them minor leagues. I would call them, I would, but I wouldn't call them equals. Like it's not, it's not like the AFC and the NFC. It's like the NFL and the XFL. Yeah. Like clearly one thing isn't like the other and WWE, whether you like it or not, is still a top dog. You see, you talk to any wrestler. Um, their their childhood dream was to make it in WWE. Period. To headline WrestleMania. Yeah, it's it's the top of the top. Starcade. It doesn't it doesn't matter what what company's better has better ratings or is more enjoyable. The pinnacle of wrestling is WWE, always and forever, until their doors yeah. close. I'm sorry, that's just a fact. Yeah, but let's compare let's compare what Seth said to something a couple I think a month or so ago that Kenny Omega said, okay, and got praised for. Remember when Kenny Omega will came out and said, um, what the hell did he say? Oh, like, oh, we're going to war with the top he went he went on this whole like rallying cry. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And he got praised for that. Well, well, sure, because you're going up against the authority, going up against the top dog. I mean, I have no problem with that comment either, because it's true. You mean you're trying to build hype around your company. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with Seth said either. He's trying to stir the pot. It's good business. I remember what he said. Now, he was like, oh, those NXT guys wouldn't even be in our dark match. But guess who was in a fucking dark match? Guess who was in a dark match? Taz. <laughs> he was announcing a dark match. Ah, and Kenny dark was. Match, and in a, yeah, Kenny was. Joey Janela was. People that they lauded about signing, and they're making AEW dark a thing. By the way, if it's called AEW, guess what? Fuck, not even AEW dark. A dark match is still a dark match, whether you put it on TV or not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can dress it up and call it AEW Dark and have a, this exclusive TV show. It was still a fucking dark match. Okay. Mm-hmm. It still meant nothing to your general storyline. Did it count in so the win loss record? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But if it did, Cody Rhodes should be ashamed of himself. He lost to a fucking 11 year old dressed up as Orange Cassidy. Oh, that's true. Guess who's guess, guess, guess <laughs> going for the title next week? exactly yeah so win losses matter my ass aw my fucking but yeah i just wanted to talk about that rollins comment really because it it ticked me up because like rollins in my opinion rollins said nothing bad he represents his company wherever he's at he's a universal champion he's a champion of a brand within the company what did you expect him to say oh it's it's not like he supported hong kong or anything 
<laughs> I mean, God forbid. <laughs> I mean, you he's, know, and I, well, I don't like. I generally don't understand. Like, I want to. Oh, there's a base hit. I want to go on the. I want to go on the internet right now and see what the fuck people are complaining about. Because I, it's, that's like my national pastime these days. Is going on the internet and see what the fuck people. I do a whole show about it. <laughs> you mad, bro? Yeah, bro? What is everybody mad about? <laughs> you mad, bro? Like, why are they so mad? Why are you why so are mad? You so mad about this? Like, what? I, I generally don't see anything with all these comments. Like, I get why it's controversial. It's insulting to AEW, but guess what? Find Some, the lie. Sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah. <laughs> find the lie, folks. Please, I'm begging you to find the lie. Like, it's 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 astonishing to me. And by the way, let's so we got to give Seth Rollins some clout because guess what? An independent organization named Pro Wrestling Insider named Seth Rollins the number one wrestler in the world. A title that has been held by Roman Reigns, that also has been held by AEW whatever position he is, Kenny Omega, the guy who can't buy a fucking win. Okay. He can't book himself so, in a win. What's up? He's so bad he can't book himself in a win. I know. Isn't that, hor- Isn't that horrible? <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you run I the don't, company, I don't you can't hate, win. I'm not a hater of Kenny Omega. I'm not even a hater <laughs> of AEW. Ricky, I feel like sometimes you you're trying to hate AEW for the sake of hating AEW. But no, I I like the I like to point out the stupid the stupidity and logic from some things that AEW does, but not really just AEW because AEW is hitting a good stride right now. I've been watching mm. all the episodes, um, but it's more so the stupidity in the f- people who are rabid fans of AEW. Out of the blue, you know that's it's where new. I'm. Po- it's n- it's I'm new and exciting. It's a new toy to play with. Okay, like it's like- the shiny new toy, and now it can't do any wrong. Which, by the way, it can do wrong. The only time I actually really attack AEW is when I see them doing stupid shit from the past, like calling yourselves Dynamite and signing yourselves with the same company, which WCW failed with later on. Yeah. Next thing you know, Bischoff's going to be returning to TV. Although, and the NWO is going to be reformed again. What? And the third man is going to be like Elias out of the blue. <laughs> it's going to be Elias. Damien Sandow. <laughs> no, it's going to be John yeah, Cena. Right? It's going to be John no, Cena. Damien Sandow is with NWA. Good for him. Dude, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I kind of hope John Cena goes to AEW and his turns heel. Hollywood Cena. <laughs> Hollywood Cena. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I would. I. I mean, I'm a, yeah. You know how much of a mark I am for John Cena. I would eat that shit up. I mean, if if that's going to turn heads, that would be perfect. If there wasn't already a faction called the Outsiders, I mean, the no, you wouldn't call the Outsiders. You would call it the Insiders. Oh wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They're kind of already there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but. A, but a, the AEW is kind of already turning heads, but their viewership was down again. Like, I'm not surprised. No, not it's surprised really at all. It's, it's it's television. Like TV ratings, TV ratings don't mean nearly as much as they used to anymore. And like the fact that they're down isn't surprising. NXTs are down. Fox dropped a million viewers in three weeks. I mean, it's hard because you have the world. Well, it's also because the World Series and the Yankees and everything. It's also on Friday, um, huh? It's also on a Friday. Yeah, it's also on the Friday. If they would have moved a slot, I, I really think they're going to move the slot from 7 to 9 instead of 8 to 10. 8 to 10 is a hard slot. Mm. You do 7 to 9, you're a lot better off. Yeah, because you can Especially pregame. In that f- 
Especially in that, yeah, especially in that first hour. Yeah. That first hour would be clutch. I mean, SmackDown um, was okay. The draft was a fucking mess. The draft's weird. I mean, we we picked apart the drafts and everything like that. Um, but I really wanted to pick apart just the, the Seth Rollins and Kenny Omega. I think Seth Rollins and Kenny Omega at some point are on, are going to be on a collision course if they can ever get in the same fucking company. Yeah. But just uh, for the record, I, I I stand with Seth Rollins. <laughs> you going to tweet that too? No. I don't tweet. <laughs> Let's look the last time I tweeted. What uh, was the last nah, time you tweeted? My, my phone's on. My phone's used me recording. Let me go to my computer. Right, what are we talking about next? I'll look it up. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break real quick. See if, um, uh, you know, see oh, who stands with Seth Rollins. Or who stands with uh with Kenny Omega um, in this war of words. All right. Do you remember when Seth's biggest problem was he was dating a Nazi uh, sympathizer? Yeah, that was a big problem. <laughs> remember, remember, the, remember when that was his worst problem? Remember his dick was leaked? Yeah, that was around the same time. Yeah. That was around the same time, like Dick League, Nazi sympathizer. He was because he was cheating on like his fiance with a Nazi sympathizer or something like uh, that. The last time I tweeted was June 9th of this year, and it was like a like a like a shared your tweet. Let's see the last time I tweeted something original. Uh, yeah, what you, what's the last original thing you tweeted? Retweet. Oh, Brett screwed. Brett screwed. Brett. <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> That's about we were at MSG April 6th. <laughs> you tweeted that? Yeah, I tweeted Brett screwed Brett. That was my last original tweet. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> hey, it got one like. Who liked it? Probably Mr. Fretz. It is Mr. Fretz. <laughs> Fretz. <laughs> my, my last tweet was Brett screwed Brett. Brett screwed Brett. <laughs> That's how much you hate Bret Hart. The man uh, got attacked. I, I and hate Bret Hart. Bret Bret. I hate Bret Hart, but I love myself. I love myself as much as I hate Bret Hart. Because <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Where's, you know, where's my ridiculous. hatred? I've said this before. Where's, where's my outrage? <laughs> I've, been, I've been begging you to get mad at me for the past 20 weeks doing you mad, bro. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Cause you don't, you're not on there. You need to start attacking people on Twitter like everybody else does. Oh, I know. That's like that goes against anything I believe, though. Damn, dude, it's, it's a lot of effort right too. Now. It is a lot of effort. It is a lot of effort. Yeah, it's just as much effort as people put into bashing Seth Rollins for doing anything. Um, and I, I get Seth has a reputation for kind of being a hothead and a dick, but fuck it, the man's earned it. Screw it. <laughs> so we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so when we come back, folks, we're gonna break down uh, this past week in wrestling, uh, how Ric Flair's a drunk, how Bailey's pretty much a badass these days, um, and how Montez Ford likes to uh, steal babies. Yes! So yeah. <laughs> yes, more on that when we come back. Hey guys, it's the Princess of Pro Wrestling, so Cal Val, you are listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. I'm sending all the love from California. Mwah. What is going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of WrestleAtic Radio and host of the Kings of the Rings podcast. And I am here to tell you that on August 11th, the same day as SummerSlam, WrestleAtic Radio will be dropping their Patreon page and their Patreon page is going to be an exclusive and unique Patreon page where for just a five dollar subscription, you will get access to everything exclusive videos exclusive photos exclusive audio and exclusive podcast shows that you will not be able to find anywhere else so mark your calendars folks august 11th summer slam day wrestle attic radio comes to 
Patreon. This will officially be a war day. See you soon. Hey, 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 folks. This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. Bow down because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. And welcome everybody, welcome back, everybody. Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio. It's a two-man show again. Uh, Willie T and the King. Wow, we've got a we've got a show title. We've got a show Willie title. Willie T and the King. Willie T and the King. It's like a, I, it's like a morning I, radio sports I, I show. Thought, I thought they were called Who's Number One, but okay. <laughs> who's number one? Who's number one? Who's number one? Who's, who's number one? <laughs> Uh, so let's break down this week in wrestling from uh, from you know since we've last seen it. Really so let's head over to kid. SmackDown and uh, Bailey's a badass. Kinda, kinda. She's trying. She's trying. I mean, she's like, she's like the teenage badass, like the girl that you hated but you secretly were like in love with. Like she tried to go toe to toe with the Miz, and the Miz kind of shut her down. But As she one still does. like kept she kept going. Yeah, I fuck Which with is, I fuck with Bailey. I fuck with Bailey heavy. Yeah, I, I'm glad she's finally got some tude. When she was like, I tried to be the female John Cena, and it just wasn't enough for anybody. So fuck you guys. Well, no one wanted her to be the female John Cena. I wanted her to be the female John Cena. She was tailor made for it. No one wanted John Cena to be John Cena. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> right? Like, let's not kid ourselves here. No, yeah, if, if, if I mean, Bailey was the was the uh, the doctor of thugnomics, now we're getting somewhere. Doctor, Th- what would Bailey's rap name be? What's what should be be? You, you, well, you got to call her doctor of thugnomics, right? MC Lee, hugonomics, hugonomics. No, <coughs> no. Um, I mean, I don't know. What would her? What would Bailey's rap name be? What would MB be like? Uh, P Mart? Because his name's Pamela Martinez. No, uh, that's too tough, man. It's hard to think of rap names. Like, how did you think of it? It's harder to I'm like, with Eminem. Marshall Mathers. I know, it's M and M. Yeah. Oh, his foot's off the bag, man. He's safe. Okay, uh, I don't know. Uh, Bailey's rap name, Mr. Fresh. Give us a name. Tweet us at Will Tarashuk. T's and Thomas. Yeah. I'll be tweeting. What, what, what is Bailey's rap name? Wrong answers only. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, Flair Ali. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Bailey's rap name, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. <laughs> the boss. The hug. There you go, the hug. <laughs> oh, T hug. T dash hug. T dash hug. <laughs> you know, call her little little hugger. Little hugger. <laughs> or, or or um young hugger. Young, young hugger. hugger. Young hugger. <laughs> or you could call her like Huggy B. Ew. Like Cardi B, but Huggy B. No, I, I don't like Cardi B. Why don't you like Cardi B? She's annoying. It's cause she's a. It's cause, all right. I'm. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill rap for you. But she's. She's a dumb whore that made it. That too. <laughs> I mean, she's like. I feel like she's not talented. No, she's talented. Maybe. She's also gang affiliated and also a former prostitute. So there's talent somewhere. Okay, she's not musically talented. <laughs> Most music people aren't musically talented. 
It's not like it used to be. It's not like the good old days. No. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think of Bailey's. Uh, all right, I don't care. Let's move on. No, I know. I want no. We're gonna get this fucking right. Okay. This is, this is for the sake of hip hop. Damn this it. Is, this is bad airtime. Um, no, you're bad airtime. Doctor Hug instead of Doctor Dre. No, now you're just being lazy. Yep. <laughs> you're just being absolutely, absolutely lazy. But no, who's not being lazy? SmackDown booking. Thank God, Bruce Pritchard. Uh, Nikki Cross is finally getting her shot. She yeah. won that women's battle royal. Uh, yeah, the, the, six, Bo- the six pack challenge. Is that what it was? I don't even know what it was. It's like a was it a battle royal? Was it a six pack? It was a lot of women all at once. It's, it's the fatal four way. Is it a fatal five way? <laughs> a six pack challenge? I I like I personally I like the six pack challenge because nothing's better than a six pack of Rolling Rock. But uh, a six pack challenge, I dig it. <laughs> was it a six pack challenge? I think so. I don't know. There's a lot of women all at once, and the first one to get a pinfall victory won the whole damn thing. And Nikki Cross got her. So I'm expecting big things from Nikki Cross. I'm interested to see a Nikki Cross and Bailey like collaboration. See where it goes from there. Yeah. Uh, see if they actually get a match together or if Sasha's going to really fuck this over. And now here's also my question. Do you think Sasha is just lying in wait to screw over Bailey yet again? In turn Bailey face aligned. again? Because now they're aligned. Now they're like both bitchy heels. I don't know, dude. We've been playing this will they, won't they for like so many years. It's like Drake and Nicki Minaj, all right? It's like, make up your fucking mind already. Well, Drake already has a baby mama That's and true. a child. That's true. And so he doesn't need Nicki Minaj problem. And Nicki Minaj is retired. Who cares? And Nicki Minaj friend zoned him real quick. <laughs> In every song. Yep. In every song she came out with, she was like, nope, Drake. Sorry. <laughs> it's pussy not yours, Drake. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened on SmackDown? Uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, uh, Strange Bedfellows. It's nice to see Daniel Bryan as a face again. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't embrace the yes chance anymore, though. Not yet. Not yet. I, like he's he's you, face, but he's not full blown face. He's like a reluctant face. Yeah, he's like eighty percent there. He's a B minus face right now. He's a B minus face. Um, he's not quite a B plus player yet. <laughs> this is a B minus face. Although I think my favorite part of SmackDown was the return of the PowerPoint presentation. Gulag and Drew Gulag. Yes. Ah, oh, so good. I don't know what it. So, I don't know what so it is good. about him that I like so much. It must be the beard. He's a he's a dick. That's why. Like you expect, he's like. He's one of those guys you expect to be serious, but he is kind of serious. Then he pulls off something like really stupid. And you're like, that's fucking hilarious. He's a silly goose. He is a silly goose. Like if, I was a, if I was a wrestler, I feel like I would be show. Drew Gulag. Would you really? Yeah. He's just a silly goose. He is a very silly goose. I mean, overall, SmackDown, I think, was solid. We're, they're, you know, we're hitting their stride. It's kind of weird now because you kind of have to semi-build to Saudi Arabian crown jewel but then you also got to think survivor series is now like looming in the background so it's going to be a weird way how we're going to build this because like it's, it's next thursday the, yeah, dude, the halloween like, crown jewel is just always at this the worst time <laughs> yeah like, it's never a good time to have crown jewel 
It was super no. showdown. It, it, just, it just comes, it just ruins, like, is this every single time that they have to go to Saudi Arabia? It just ruins their storylines back in the States. And, like, the, the product gets stale for a few weeks. A little bit, and I think that's where we're at. They're kind of in a little of a stalemate. I mean, next to NXT. NXT, I don't think, is really that stale, but it's kind of like this holding pattern. But from what I hear from their major attractions, I mean, you have Kane Velasquez, who is proven as a wrestler in his AAA stuff, in his AAA work. Um, I don't know how that's going to fare with Brock, but who knows? They're playing it up like a big thing, which they should. And apparently, according to Triple H, Tyson Fury is really doing well in his training in the ring. Here's here's my question. Because um, Crown Jewel is blanked on me. It's on Thursday, right? Live on Thursday. It's on, it's on Halloween at like on one, Halloween. 1 o'clock in the afternoon. SmackDown is the next day on Friday. Yes. Live. Theoretically. How? <laughs> I... <laughs> I How? Because then, like, shortly after, they're doing a UK tour. Yeah, I, I don't know. How? How is I that legal? I don't know how it's going to work. Like, I don't know. Or a lot of those SmackDown guys is not going to go because I don't want to see jet-lagged Daniel Bryan <laughs> I mean, wrestling on SmackDown. Right? Like, I don't, I don't, like, how? Just how? And Why? Like, couldn't they do Saudi Arabia on a Wednesday or a Tuesday? Give them a day to travel. <laughs> Give them, like, a Wednesday? Yeah. Like, how, Vince? Who who thought this one out? And why is, why is Seth, why was Seth Rollins booked in a match, then booked in another match? And what are now they? Now you got to replace them. What are they? Well, Drew McIntyre, well, first of all, was fantastic. But, like, what? Yeah. WWE, what are you thinking? Like, how <laughs> we're stuck in this deal for another like eight years there's nothing we can do we're stuck i know but it's just like dude you gotta you gotta plan better than this this how how do you let this happen i think it also revolves around saudi's i guess holidays because you saw on raw they had that whole celebration thing like an opening celebration and wwe had a float in it with the undertaker <laughs> I put that in quotes. Or bunny ears. <laughs> he wore bunny ears. <laughs> no, he didn't wear bunny ears. I put saying the Undertaker in bunny ears. Oh, in, in quotes. Uh, yeah. So That's I don't funny. know how much of an Undertaker that was, but I think it does revolve around uh, national holidays in, in Saudi Arabia. Ugh. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, we're not sorry. I think that's we why we, I think that's why we have to do it at those times. It just it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's just I. <laughs> Oh, okay. It also sucks that we couldn't get something like that here. Like, I would like to see Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman for right? shits and giggles. I mean, it makes me wonder who in Saudi Arabia knows who Tyson Fury or Cain Velasquez here are. I don't know. Do they know these people? I think the big thing is the Flair Hogan match. And I think Velasquez and Fury is for us. To be like, oh, we're going to give you something to tune in for. Yeah. Because you can't like, find it anywhere you else. Have, you could have done that at Survivor Series. That would have been great. That would have been cool. We would have been there being selfish. Yeah, I mean, that is a selfish move. But, like, do you want to see... I want to see Brock in another champion versus champion. But at this point, that's Brock and Seth. I really don't want to see that again. No. You've seen it twice. Well, oh we've seen God. it once in person. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I don't want to see it fucking again. I'm done. I'm done. Done with Seth and Brock. Yeah, I mean... That's the way they're going to go. Yeah. If if they're even doing it. Because, like, if you hear all the backstage stuff that happened with Hell in a Cell, like, um, they just didn't think that far ahead. And they, they literally booked themselves <laughs> into a corner. And they didn't know what to do. Oh, it was just, God, it was just, it was just a mess. Like WWE is just, they're so disorganized right now. They'll figure it out. I have faith that they'll figure it out. Uh, they have to at this point as they're competing with AEW um, in a minor league extent, in a minor league standpoint. So let's move on to that. Uh, by the way, shout out to, uh, to uh, the heavy duty because they're fucking hysterical. When Otis made the protein pancakes right before the match. Oh, heavy machinery. <laughs> heavy machinery, my fault, yeah. Heavy duty. I was like, heavy duty? What? Is that AEW? Heavy machinery, heavy duty, d- d- whatever. Is that the WEA say- tag team champions? Heavy duty. Heavy duty. D O D Y. Heavy duty. <laughs> We're the shits. <laughs> We're the shit. No, oh. dude. Otis. Otis is fucking um, apron. <laughs> was, was the greatest thing. I almost bought one. Was the greatest thing have, I've ever seen. Have you Have you watched their ride along? I think so. Was it, it's not the newest one, right? It was one before that? No, it's a, it's a couple ones before that, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I have seen it then. I do keep up with Ride Along. Yeah, it's it's hysterical. Just, just watch Otis just lose his mind in the car. He he's calls just, Tucky. He's like, Tucky! Tucky! He's, a, he's Tucker! just ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's Chris, he's Chris Farley as a wrestler. Oh, my God, that's so true. That's all he is. That's all he is. Uh, but let's move on. Let's move on to Wednesday Night Wars, and let's not talk about ratings and numbers because obviously numbers like wins and losses don't count. Congratulations, welcome to whose line? Whose line is it, anyways? Um, where nothing really matters. So that's what wrestling is right now. Nothing really matters. Everything's um, made up, and the points don't matter. Exactly. AEW, uh, their tag matches going really well. Yes. Going real. I like how they opened up with. The Young Bucks are saying how they want to put a more more emphasis on tag team wrestling. And you know, They're I mean it. And so by far losing so good. They, did, they did the right thing. Dude, here's the thing yeah. with here's the thing with AEW that I really like. Like, it's paced very well. The show is very paced. Nice. Like, it's a quick two hours. Like, you get to the co-main events, I'm like, oh shit, Jericho's on next. And like it it doesn't drag. Everything's paced right. The matches are good. The night right length. Like I like the time limits. I like the commentary. AEW is doing a lot of things right right now. As opposed to NXT, dude. NXT fucking drags. It is a long two hours to get through, in my opinion. It, for right now, um, they made, mis- they made what- a mistake going to two hours. I don't think they made a mistake going to two hours. I think you're getting the same amount of stuff, um, but it's just, I guess, a little bit rust because it has to. You know, you don't, you can't retake in live in live stuff. Yeah. There's there's only one shot. Um, I do think from an AEW standpoint, Jr. Shivani are and Excalibur are doing really well together. They're finally hit uh, hitting their stride. Jr. is still kind of phoning it in a little bit, but sh- I like Shivani and Excalibur is real. I still hate the mask, but he's really grown out of me. <laughs> the pain maker! <laughs> like, and you know what it is? You know, Excalibur reminds me of if Dave was a sophisticated um, announcer. Oh, my God. Like, that's what I picture. I picture Dave in his Pentagon mask. Oh, my God. But, to put him, but in like a full suit and just announcing matches. I take it back. I hate Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like Excalibur. That's what, that's what I picture. 
Excalibur's trying to be Mara Ranello, but he's doing a good enough a job where it's different. He is trying to be Mara. Like he's if he's he's Mara if Mara was a color guy. Yeah. Mara yeah. Mara still leagues leagues ahead of everyone though. Mara's Mara's unbelievable. Um, my my only thing with AW, I feel like we're gonna rely on this Jericho faction a little bit too much. Mm. And that's what I kind of that's what I kind of felt at the end of the uh, at the end of a show last week. Yeah, I mean, my my one problem with like AEW is you saw your first you saw your first TV finish. You saw Jack Swagger get involved. You know, like it, yeah. it was it was the first time AEW kind of felt like just a regular wrestling show. You know, like it wasn't yep. as extravagant. It felt it felt very normal, which is something AEW is going to have a problem with. Uh, the fact that weekly television, this turns into weekly television. And right now, they're kind of just producing a wrestling show. You know what I mean? There's, not, there's no real storylines per se quite yet. I mean, like, there, there, no. there is and there isn't, but it's kind of just like, here's our guys and they're wrestling. Yeah. There's no, like, really, there's not a lot of promos. It's a lot of wrestling. I don't think you need promos at some point down the road. You will, because that's how you, you tell your story. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're going to need that. And right um, now, it's only Jericho. Jericho is the only one cutting a promo. I mean, because he can, but yeah. you need to give these guys other times to cut promos. And I don't even care if it's in-ring. Do a backstage promo. Edit it. Have them take a thousand takes. Mm-hmm. Just get the video out there. Like, I think Moxley did something real quick. I mean, that was fine. You know, yeah. like the uh, the little little video package for Darby Allen, a uh, little video package for Cody, like stuff like that is good. I think AEW's production is it's, it's good. good. It's, it's good. good. They got the TNT. They got TNT. TNT, they got TNT uh, money. does a lot of good production. I mean, it's not WWE. No one's gonna ever touch WWE, but um, of course not. It's it's individual enough. It's mm-hmm. different enough. It's there's a different feel from AEW. It feels like TNA yes. with a budget. <laughs> yes yeah it, it does um I'll, I'll give you that uh shout out to impact by the way which is still somehow crawling along do you know impact signed um signed your boy joey ryan <laughs> that sucks that sucks for joey He's, ryan <laughs> he signed a two-year deal they just had their bound for glory didn't they yes they did i heard it was actually he, pretty good he was he was he was a surprise i mean you need to tell me austin aries didn't ruin all of wrestling by the finish again Austin Aries almost ruined wrestling by pretty much trying to put a promise ring on Zelina Vega, and that <laughs> failed horribly for him. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> and Alistair Black put an end to that um, real quick. Uh, but no, Joey Ryan signed, uh, and apparently he went to Twitter and he was like, the reason I signed is like, um, I can still do all my indie shows, and I can still be my gimmick. Mm, so he has flexibility. Yeah, I bet. I bet, yeah. I bet TV didn't really like TNT. Is probably just like mm, he's and a, WWE was like hell fucking no. <laughs> yeah, like he was just a little too. I mean, your finishing move is the penis plex. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how Bound for Glory ended. It was a massive penis plex that knocked out like seven guys out of the ring. <laughs> Ridiculous, fucking wrestling, dude. <laughs> fucking wrestling, fucking wrestling. 
so yeah like i said impact is like you know the cockroaches just keep you behead the cockroach and it just keep they're like hydra almost yeah <laughs> you, uh, you take out one head eight more will follow but but quick quick segue to nxt what i do like about nxt is that they're still they still have storylines like you know the Shayna Baszler still has a storyline like Gargano still kind of has a storyline Undisputed Arrow and Velveteen Dream and the that they, 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 they all have stories and every, everything that happens on that show make means something for the most part yeah. they still kind of have their nothing matches like developmental matches which I think is kind sure. of an issue um, they have their dark matches and they don't televise their dark matches yeah um, but like the Keith Lee, Donovan Dijakovic, like that is just a classic wrestling storyline, and it's in- oh and it's incredible, and it ends. It's it's a Vince McMahon wet dream. It's two massive individuals that are stupidly athletic. Yeah, going at each other. Yeah, and like you know, I liked like as as like the difference between um like AEW's ending this week and NXT's ending this week was that you know like this is essentially the same ending. Uh, Hager got involved as opposed to Roddy getting involved. The difference is you're excited to see what happens next week on NXT. When AEW, it's kind of like, well, now what? It was a big beatdown. Yeah. Cool. What happens now? You know, and they were booing. The crowd was booing. Randy is supposed to boo, but they're supposed to boo the heel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about William Regal came. I was like, oh, well, guess what? You're not gonna fuck us over. Now you got to defend on the triple threat, yeah. which I am very excited to watch. Yeah, and, and it works both for because like, I was like Lee and Dijakovic, like not like they're both so good, especially together. Like it's like you yeah. don't want to see one of them lose. So this is what this is. This, this was perfect. It's the time where a dusty finish makes the most sense. Because yeah, next next week, next week when when uh, Undisputed Era and in, 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 inevitably gets involved and helps Roddy keep his belt because a triple threat and so no DQ, it's gonna make sense and it fits and everyone looks good. Do you think? And this is me thinking, you know, forward thinking right now. Do you think this is the beginning of a war game setup? Because at this point. Undisputed Era is going to be in war games again. They have no choice. Mm, do they point. though? I mean, here's here's the thing, because that's the problem with this. Like they have all the belts. If you But I think that's also the problem with NXT. It's becoming un, it's becoming if Undisputed Era can't perform and show up each week, AEW's gonna squash them. Yes, but here's the thing. If you put Undisputed Era in war games, what other matches are you gonna have on the card? The Shayna Baszler match? Because all your titles are in that one match. That's true. Right. I was thinking, yeah, no, I was thinking it's <laughs> like if they have all the gold going in there, then there has to be a team that goes up against them and then it's like winner take all. I mean, you could do that, but then but you're under then you're you're ruining your undercard. I I I, I get that. I mean, unless you do like some kind of EO the, thing, but like you you can't. There's not you enough there's the not enough else. title. You do have the cruiserweight title, but there's not enough else going on. You need at least five matches, including the main event. I feel like you need you could do undisputed era and like a mystery partner maybe, maybe and bring someone in like who who like who in the indies were they boys with that still in the NXT roster that could kind of fit unless they kind of bring in like no no not Champa that won't work, um, no unless they bring in Balor. Maybe I mean, but here's the thing: like even then, where does Balor fit now? Balor's making his debut this week. Mm-hmm. Um, back you, to NXT, which thanks the Lord. You have too many guys going after the, the main title. You got Champa, Balor, and Riddle all going for that main title. And whatever Johnny's going to do too, as well. Yeah. 
So it's like the main event scene's a little too heavy for NXT. And you gotta kind you, of a good you thing. gotta you gotta have it is a good thing. You gotta have Cole in a one on one match for the title. And then you can put the rest of yeah. Undisputed Era in the in the war games. Or maybe they're not doing war games. Yeah. I'll be damned if I bought those tickets and they're not doing war games. No, I'll be, be re- I'll be bummed. Pissed. I'll be bummed. <laughs> be fucking pissed. Okay. I'll be damned if we don't get to see war games. It's becoming a fall staple. I know. It makes sense for Survivor what- Series too, because it's the five on five. Yeah, but the thing is, like, what do you do for war games now? Do you do different teams now? Like, it's got to be somebody's got to be in war games, and it's going to be at least a, a member of the undisputed. Mm-hmm. It has to be. You can you can bring Adam Cole out. That's fine. Um, but it's it's got to be something. You know. Also, where does Velveteen Dream fit in this whole thing? Does he go for the big title finally? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions with NXT right now, which is good, which means me, yeah, which means, which which it means very, we're very interested and it means we want to know what's happening. Yeah. AEW, it's kind of it's not really questions. It's kind of it's like, all right, let's just keep watching. Yeah, I mean, but they kind of have to do. But like, I want to have questions. But I think with AEW is that I don't know enough about them to have questions. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's you know, you kind of know who your players are, but you don't know at the same time because yeah. they're kind of you're setting up matches like, oh, this is a number one contenders match, but it kind of has no merit because you know they haven't really wrestled that much in AEW. Yeah, you're still introducing so, characters to a lot of people. Yeah, and that's that's going to take them time, and hopefully after their pay per view in November, full gear, it'll start to shift into a different gear, which I hated to use that reference but whatever um but yeah that that's that's wednesdays for you and wednesdays continues to be one of the most intriguing things in wrestling mm-hmm. whether it's the minor leagues or not yeah it's Sometimes better it's, it's better than so- monday and it's better than friday yeah uh speaking of monday monday very interesting uh, we're going to this saudi past- yeah woo <laughs> we're going saudi by storm <laughs> <laughs> at least at least he was a little bit on point Vince was just playing. Like, oh, damn it, he said sorry, didn't he? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he only told me he had four drinks. You're he not supposed told me to say the S word. <laughs> so at this point, I think Ric Flair is a perpetual state of being drunk. <sighs> like at I don't this point, know, from dude. a clinical standpoint, like, I, watch I think it. he's alcohol dependent. I I watched it like I was like I don't know if he was I don't know if he was drunk or he's just he's just old he's just old and silly like you know like you like I don't know did you have a grandparent that was just when they got to a point where they were so old they just stopped caring and they just did whatever the fuck they wanted no matter what oh that was my grandma all the time yeah that was my grandfather too like <laughs> my grandfather literally walked into his own party wearing a fucking like you know it was like the Halloween the Rasta hats with the dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. He walked in just wearing one of those with his cane. He was like, "What's up, everybody?" And it was like, "Oh, Papa, what are you doing?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm almost 90 Shut up!" <laughs> so like, I think I think that's Ric Flair. He's just in a state of being old and not caring. I don't know. All right, so here's here's my question. That I posed to Twitter too. Who's the bigger risk to interview, either like backstage or on the sideline? Is it Ric Flair or is it Joe Namath? I saw Both that, but I didn't get legendary it. Legendary alcohol issues. Okay. I didn't know that about Joe Namath. 
Joe Namath literally hit him like Susie Colbert during Monday Night Football. He was plastered drunk. Well tied. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Flair's the bigger liability. Yeah. Again, Although name is, like I said, legendary drunk. Because he's 70 and he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but also he doesn't make sense coming out of his mouth. Although he did he did talk shit a lot about Cleveland. And I don't know what happened in Cleveland. I don't know what No, you know what it is. Came it's because, from Cleveland? You know what it is? It's because he's here's a problem with this already. He's introducing his new team captain. So he went from Seth Rollins, you know, one of the biggest baby faces in the company, to Drew McIntyre, who's a yeah. massive heel. So Flair coming out as a face and introducing a heel doesn't make sense. So he was trying to get heel heat. Yeah, by shitting on the Cleveland Browns. You don't you can't get heel heat by shitting on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they're Everybody like, dude, they're like, dude, we know. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. We got it. Is <laughs> Odell here? Because he fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's just uh ridiculous. But it was just bad. But the rest of Raw was interesting. Um I will say Ricochet and Drew McIntyre tore the house down. Of course. They were really, really fucking good. Yes, they do. Um, Andrade and Sin Cara, again, really fucking good. What I liked about Raw, they had a video package where we're, quote, up-and-coming superstars, which one was for Andrade, one was for Buddy Murphy, um, and I want to say the other one was for was for, um, or for Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, who is he? Uh, he's, he came up on NXT in 205 very, very quickly, very fluid in the ring. He dressed like the white power ranger this week on raw. It was really fucking funny. Um, and he said some shit about Seth, about Seth being an arsonist and burning people down. Um, which I'll get into like, how did Seth know where the Firefly Funhouse was? Yeah. Um, and by the, by the way, the Firefly Funhouse is coming back. Of course it is. Next week. It's coming back to SmackDown. Um, and the set burning down the Firefly Funhouse, is that attempted murder? Is that arson or is it both? It's wrestling. Also true. All right, here's the thing. I want to know who Bray Wyatt's uh, home insurance person is because they're probably just like, dude, again? 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 See, I mean, in the course of three years, you had two houses burned down? Dude. That's the one thing I missed. Like, I really wished when... Seth was burning down the Firefly Funhouse. He posed like Randy Orton posed. Remember oh when Randy posed? Oh my god, that would have been if, if he did the Orton pose. Oh no, he did the cane. It's the arms. <laughs> like, so he lifted the lighters up. Right, he had dual lighters. Lifted them up, and then just threw it on the flame. Flame <laughs> on, and then did the so Orton good. pose. No, it's so good. <laughs> but, you know, going, so going back, going back to like, the Saudi thing, like you know, the, the captain of Team Hogan is Orton, who's a heel. His team's full of heels. Captain of Team Flair is McIntyre, who's a heel, full of faces. Like who's rest of his team? It's this. It's this. It's so fucking stupid. I don't. I just. I try not to think about it sometimes. All right, let's talk about Montez you know. Ford and the baby. We can go to Montez Ford in the baby, but I want to talk about Humberto Carrillo um, and Seb. Humberto was talking some shit about Seb. Seb was like, oh, you're new in town. Let's do a match right now. And Humberto Carrillo looked fantastic 
against Seth Rollins. If you go back and watch the match, they are so fluid. They work so well together. Humberto Carrillo is a star in the making. Just off his wrestling moves alone, once he gets his promo package, he'll be great um, as well. But I liked how WWE started building for the future with that, you know, with that Andrade, uh, Humberto, and Buddy Murphy, like, video package that they gave them in the show. Um, Bobby Lashley is still boating Lana. You lucky bastard. (laughs) Uh, Rusev hates Cleveland and table for three as he ruined the set <laughs> oh, table for three um, you know I did that profits. I did that in a restaurant once and it turned out very different for me <laughs> <laughs> and the street profits finally got out of backstage and they got into a match and they promised they were going to have a mystery opponent against the OC and that didn't happen and a lot of wrestling Twitter was pissed. For a lot of wrestling Twitter, also thought it was John Cena. Because I, in, in all actuality, that would have made sense. Yeah, it would have. Or at least a doctor of thugonomics to come and help the street profits out, which yeah. would have been funnier. Yeah, I wanted some Montez Ford would have been rocking out, dude. <laughs> um, the street profits are. Are a gem, and you can see why Paul Heyman is so high on them. They do things differently. They don't care about, it, but they have fun with it. I mean, I believe you were with me, Will, when we saw the Street Profits at Evolve. Mm-hmm. A few times. They're just fun. Yeah, dude. I told him to chug. I started a chug champ, and he did. <laughs> yeah. He chugged an empty cup. It was amazing. <laughs> Sometimes there is liquid in that cup. I believe mm. it's just water or something. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're 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 fun, dude. They're a fun tag team. They are such a fun tag team. I mean, they did their entrance pretty much going through the crowd uh. instead of going down the ramp, which was fun. Um, the match goes on. Standard two-man tag. AJ's being a dick, obviously, outside the ring. Um, and by the way, heel AJ. Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing character, heel AJ. Um, and then AJ's about to get kicked out, and the ref's about to throw him out. Um, which is also one of the best calls in all of sports is the ref throwing somebody out of a wrestling match. Oh, he gets so into it. He's just like, <laughs> oh, there's the phone. <laughs> I ruined it. Can't do it. <laughs> You're out of here. You're out of here. <laughs> like He's doing a tuck and roll. <laughs> He's doing a tuck and roll. <laughs> just the hand. And so a, it is the hand motions. Uh, and so... That's about to happen, and all of a sudden, Kevin Owens' music hits. Everyone's like, oh, shit, Kevin got signed here. Then we totally forgot about this. (laughs) KO stuns AJ, which leads me to believe we're getting KO versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Again. Yes. Thank you. Um, And the Street Profits win on a massive Montez Ford frog splash. By the way, Montez Ford has one of the best frog splashes in the game right now. It's also because he's like six six and, and he can, can jump, jump out the window. So high, he's jumping off of ropes, <laughs> and he has ups to begin with. Yeah, it's, it's like, dude, absolutely. he could he could honestly grab money in the bank by jumping off the top rope. He probably could, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so they when they celebrate, they go back through the stands, and in the moment of the week, Montez Ford grabs a baby. <laughs> He tried, he tried stealing a child. <laughs> he did not try to... I don't know if he tried stealing a child, but I know that this this woman had her child, her very young baby child. First of all, why do you bring a 
maybe a year old baby to Monday Night Raw, a three hour. What are you thinking? Get a babysitter. But it's also a wrestling event. Like that could hurt their ears. Yeah, like it's loud. There's <laughs> py- pyro's back. Yeah, I like. I don't know how how she got through that. Bad parenting, um, do, man. Do you, yeah. Hey, at least she hung. Then, at least she hung on. He took the baby, and he was like, "No, don't take the baby, Montez." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "People have gotten killed for less." <laughs> but, but the to the baby's credit, the baby was eating it up. <laughs> he was loving it. <laughs> He was loving. Do you think that baby and the and the and the woman were? Do you think they were like a plant? No, absolutely. No, no. Vince isn't that clever. I'm just wondering. No, <laughs> I know it's gonna save them, babies. Give them you're gonna walk through the crowd. You're gonna see a baby. Child. You're gonna take the baby. Because <laughs> who comes can you up imagine with that? Vince, Can you imagine Vince directing that entire thing? No, you're gonna win. You're gonna walk through the crowd. You're going to take the baby. What? You heard me, damn it. You're, you're going, going to take the child. You're going to be the signature. <laughs> this is too funny. Um, and Raw ended with Montez Ford having someone else's child in his hands. <laughs> He's still a white baby, too. That's, that makes it even worse. <laughs> It was really funny. Like it's just, it happened so it happened so casually. Like he look, he literally was walking by, saw the baby, stopped, and grabbed the child. Like he was some sort of weird politician. He was like, "Ooh, baby, <laughs> I must touch you." <laughs> oh man, that's a great moment. You know what's you know what's going to be funny? That moment with the baby like laughing and Montez Ford like smiling at it. They're going to use that in video packages forever. I hope so because it's so cl- it's so timeless, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're like WWE cares and be like Montez Ford and the baby laughing. So, so fucking good. Um. Also, unfortunate news: Xavier Woods fucked up his Achilles. Oh, that's what his injury was? Ruptured Achilles during a live event. That's no bueno. Yeah, he's going to be out for a while. That's Which a shame. is fine because think about when New Day was really rolling. Xavier Woods was the was the asshole manager. Uh-huh. You know, Biggie and Kofi doing their thing. And so Kofi's back doing the New Day thing. We haven't really seen the New Day as the New Day for a while. Yeah, well... So maybe this will help. Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll know what he should do. He should be like Vicky Guerrero in a wheelchair. Yes, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. He can still be on TV. He just can't, you know, move. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> put him at the top of the ramp. Put him at the top of the <laughs> ramp with um his trombone and a microphone, and then have him go up the quarter pipe and then die. <laughs> go up the quarter pipe like Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're on SmackDown, so they can't be on Raw. Oh, that's right. So right. you couldn't even be on the stage. The stage is too loaded on SmackDown. Yeah. Um. But I mean, if anybody can, you know, make this disaster into something profitable, it'll be a new day. All right, five three. Hold it, on. <laughs> Is real, can you stop watching the World Series? Hey, Springer hit it. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, I fucking I'm hate Springer. Yeah, but yeah, so hopefully Xavier Woods gets healthy. Um, 
sooner rather than later because the New Day as a three-man faction will never be broken up. Thank the fucking Lord. Uh, but <laughs> be it as it may, we are going to take a quick, quick commercial break. And when we get back, we are going to be talking about the brand new video game that has come out for WWE. WWE 2K20 has dropped. And we are going to be talking about all of the details of that game. So sit back, relax, and we're going to get really video game nerdy when we come back. Buzz Buzz Guys, my name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. What's going on, everybody? Do you remember the Monday Night Wars? You know, the quote-unquote greatest time in wrestling. Well, was it? Because this is Wrestle Wars, and in Wrestle Wars, we go and, or I go, Willie T, Tisa Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, goes down and breaks down week by week, month by month, pay-per-view by pay-per-view, every year of the fabled Monday Night War. I was right, WWF versus WCW with the sprinkled in ECW starting in January of 1996 all the way up to March of 2001 you will get a month by month breakdown of who won the Monday Night Wars what you can expect from this show monthly scoring system you got the mid card undercard and main event so who was actually going to win the Monday Night Wars you have to listen and find out on our $5 Patreon page it's only $5 guys you can watch along with me Willie T and enjoy the chaos that is the Monday Night Wars on Wrestle Wars. This is DFDC Jeff Pomaccio, and you're listening to Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on Wrestle Addicts Radio. All right. So welcome back, everybody, to Kings of the Rings podcast live exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio. And for this segment, we are going to be talking about the brand new game that just came out, WWE 2K20. Now, Ugh, I thought I was talking new- about Red Dead 2. It comes out November 5th. No, for the PC. Talk about, for the modern, PC. Talk, about, talk about modern warfare that's coming out actually. That game came out when I was in high school. Well, the new modern warfare. <laughs> <laughs> the, the redone modern warfare, which again, I'm also very, very excited about. Um, but 2K20 has just come out, and you know you might have a bit of trouble when the hashtag fix WWE 2K20 <laughs> is trending Already? worldwide on Twitter. <laughs> Just go look it up right now. I could have told you that would happen. Apparently, there are a lot of glitches, but like with most new games, and that's any game, you're talking about Madden's, oh, yeah. you're talking about your Call of Duties, any game with a lot of fan appeal. Have like you it's played one thing Anthem? Beta test. Huh? Have you played Anthem? Anthem was, I like Anthem. You're the only one. I have to go. It was okay. You got to go back to playing it, but I have to go back to playing it. But I was, it was okay. The scorpions fucked me up, but I like the scorpion just gross looking. I never played um, it. I thought there was no fault. I thought there was nothing wrong with that, but I'm, I felt like Iron Man every time. Like I can fly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can fly in my powered suit. <laughs> uh, but like with any game with a lot of fanfare or with a lot of with a lot of massive following, it's one thing for if for a game to play well in like a closed network mm. where you can beta test it. It's another thing for a game to play well when it's out in the actual real world and all of the other open networks. And a lot of the times you'll find out that you need to patch the game up within the first week. That happens 
all the time. Yeah, this is par for the course. I mean, yeah, that's why you don't pre-order games, kids. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm. I you know I've I've said here on the past that I was gonna I was gonna buy this game. Um, that I was gonna buy like MLB The Show 20. Um, you know, I watched my cousin play MLB Night The Show 19 y- the other day, and it looks fucking terrible. First of all, so I don't know if I'm gonna buy that. Really? It just just the camera angles like. It it looks like Slugfest. First of all, it looks like Slugfest with, with with better graphics. Like the like the players are humongous. Like it's it just the graphics. It, it's just not that good on the PS4. Maybe because I'm so used to PC gaming now. But it just it just didn't Probably. it didn't look that good. And like the this this looked clunky. Uh, but this is at yeah. WWE. You know, I've heard bad things about WWE from this like the the pre things. I'm gonna look up some reviews, some gameplay. Um, I mean, they care about the storyline, like the my player campaign more than anything. If that well, my player is a, it's a male and female. That's cool. So it, I'm like intergender. I I might get it. I'm up in I'm up in the air right now. I'm not sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I, if I do get it, it's not gonna be until like n- early next year because Red Dead is coming out in November, and I'm not I'm gonna, <laughs> not gonna stop playing that. I'm not gonna stop playing that game until I get tired, sick and tired of looking for fucking berries to finish a challenge. So it's <laughs> it's gonna be a while. I've been waiting for Red Dead on PC forever, and I played like almost half of it on the X on the PS4. And once I got my PC, I stopped playing it all together because I was waiting. So. I'm gonna have a full week where all I do is just play that game and go to play work. Red Redemption. Yep. Would you? You might get lucky by the time that we leave for because I'm really I'm leaning towards doing this and be just being a dick and going in with it. I'm I'm leaning in towards buying Google Stadia, mm. and just bringing it with us to Chicago. So during <laughs> the downtime, we can play like we can play like Destiny and Mortal Kombat and NBA 2K and all that shit. Do Do you have a Switch? I do not have a switch. Mm. Is it is the stadia like a handheld? Stadia is no held. No, what does that Pretty even mean? Much, <laughs> there's no system. So do you like imagine it's, it? Do you just, like you play pretend with your it, brain? It, go, it go it goes through Google server. So what what you do? They give you a Chromecast Ultra and a controller. You hook up the Chromecast or whatever it's, uh, to whatever like your TV, but you can also switch from your TV. To your PC, to your cell phone. So you can play like, it in the car. Like, huh? You can play it in the car. Yes, theoretically. Can you play it while driving? Probably a bad idea. <laughs> like, like, if, like a, if you have like a smart car, hook up to the console <laughs> in the car. Like, you know, Teslas have a like giant TV self-drive. in the middle. Yeah, literally, dude, you have a Tesla self-drive and you're playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the future. That's Dude, actually, that's that's, that's the that's the American dream right there. That's Dusty that Rhodes. Is the that, is, that is the epitome of what Dusty Rhodes meant. That is my dream <laughs> for anything. Long car rides, just playing video games the whole time. Dude, I have road rage, and I get Call of Duty rage. You put that together. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I don't know if I'm gonna kill someone in the game or in real life first. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's let's keep it let's keep it the WWE 2K. The games in the past have been interesting. Um, unfortunately, I, I well, fortunately for me, I did pre-order it. We we were gonna unbox the 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 pre-order special edition SmackDown 20th anniversary here live on the show. Unfortunately, we won't do that. But in lieu of that, I found something interesting. <laughs> let's get Dave um, on the line. He knew his two to one from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Dave hasn't has opened last year's <laughs> My god, that was a good one. It was Flair stuff. A piece of Flair's robe. Last I checked, he hasn't opened it. 
God. Most Dave Anywho. thing ever. <laughs> Love you, Dave. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Dave. Um, but here's what we got right now. We um, I'm on IGN.com. And IGN, for some reason, I guess since it's the end of the decade, they've been doing the reviews. They've been showing all the reviews of all the games they've ever done, especially with games that have, like, series with it. So it's every IGN WWE game review ever. Ooh. Are you ready to go down memory road? Will? Yeah, what's 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 yeah, yeah go, start from the bottom and go, from, go up. <laughs> oh, no, that's what we're doing. OK, so so we got WWE WrestleMania X8. Never the played first it. one they did in 2002, they gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay, that's a good start. Uh, for the next one, also in 2002, uh, November 7, 2002, for the PlayStation 2 console, WWE SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. <laughs> Never played it. <laughs> gave it an 8.2 I don't know if you remember that one this is all after like the 64 era and stuff so no, you're not going to see No Mercy on here you're not going to see uh, like Wrestlemania 2000 on here so yeah, sorry yeah. guys you will get Wrestlemania uh, Legends though <laughs> <laughs> also in 2002 WWE Road to Wrestlemania X8 for the Game Boy Advance ooh legendary yeah 7 out of 10 Okay. Okay. This isn't. This isn't. This isn't. This is an order of release date or order of order of release date. Oh, okay. I thought it was like so order from best. I thought it was order from best to worst. No, no, no. It's release date. Um. So now we're getting really bad. Do you remember WWE Crush Hour? Excuse me. Like crush. Exactly. Like, like like headbangers crush. Yeah, like Crush Hour, not Rush Hour. Crush Hour. Oh, it was WWE's way of putting like monster trucks. With Carrick, it's weird, dude. We, oh. You know what we need? We need fucking um, WWE Crazy Taxi. You just have the Rock driving around, picking up other WWE superstars, <laughs> trying to get to where they're trying to go. You pick up Stone Cold. He's like, "Hey, goddamn, put me to the gas station, Rock. I need some beer." He's like, "Slowly roll and shut your mouth." Pretty much, Crush Hour is like you. You're in a monster truck, and a monster truck represents the wrestler, and you just go around and you blow shit up. Okay. It's weird. It has nothing to do with wrestling. Makes you want to play 6.5 out of 10. Then there was the Crush Hour for PS2. Again, just really ridiculous. Ah, here we go. One of the first games to come out for the Xbox, WWE Raw 2, coming that came out in September of 2003. 9.1, very high score. Wow. Yeah, very high score. I should play it. I can can still find these games and play them. I have a PS2. For the Nintendo GameCube, WWE WrestleMania 19. Ooh, wow. Yes. Okay. This is 2003 still. Eight. This is when there was like three major consoles. You had your PS2, yeah. your Xbox, yep. and your GameCube. Yep. And like people were split. It's a great time to be a gamer, by the way. Yeah, dude, the PS2 oh, and GameCube were on top. Xbox was just like an up and coming thing. But Xbox. It was like, it was like AEW, managed- if you will. Yeah, but then after a while, Xbox managed to pretty much um, figure out online gaming before anybody else did. This is true. This is true. They mastered it. They did. Um, next one from 2000, from October 2003, PlayStation 2 with a 9.1 rating. This might be getting familiar to you, Will. WWE SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain with Brock Lesnar as the cover athlete. Dude, I've heard so much about this game, I've never actually played it. 
Yeah, it's it was a nine point one. Ultra improved gameplay, bunch of graphics. Okay. Oh yes, GameCube. GameCube had a slew of very very good wrestling games. Two thousand four WWE Day of Reckoning Mm-mm. was an eight point three. It's a blank. Dude, wrestling games, <laughs> wrestling games were fun back in the day. Yeah. So let's move on. Oh, it gets pretty bad now. So we have this one. I think this was for Nintendo or something. WWE Survivor Series. Just, it's just not good. It's sick. <laughs> just, let's move on. Uh, when we but have what, what, what they give really, it a six. Six, yeah. Nice. Um, here's another bad one from the PS2. WWE WrestleMania 21, also a six. <laughs> Very poor graphics. I'm looking back at it now. There was a game that WWE made for, I guess, the end gauge called WWE Aftershock. Oh my god. Yeah. Um it's got a five. Okay, that's good. Halfway there. Halfway <laughs> for home. the end gauge. The end what's the end gauge? It, don't worry about it. I think I think it's what teenagers put in their ears. <laughs> no, that's just called a gauge. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, also, all right, so in a word, we're still in 2005. Another GameCube classic, WWE Day of Reckoning 2, with, historically speaking, the first ever WWE female cover athlete. Oh, in Stacy Keebler. Amen. Also a Towson alum, so gay Stacy Keebler. Let's see who else we got. All right, we're getting some fun stuff. First ever SmackDown versus Raw 2006. I didn't play 2006, but this I, kid, did, this, I did this play was the a rest. 9.2. This, brought, this was the start of the incarnation of GM mode. You had Hell in a Cell was in there. A lot of cool stuff at SmackDown versus Raw 06. Dude, SmackDown versus Raw was the shit, all right? Top word 07, because 07 was amazing. We have SmackDown versus Raw 06 for Game Boy Color. Um... And the PSP, which is 8.7. We have SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 was an excellent game. I played it once for like five hours over my friend Bobby's house in high school. <laughs> he still had it. Um, so I was playing it. And that's when I found out who Chris Benoit was. Like, I heard the name Chris Benoit all the time. But I, I didn't know, like, it was Chris Space Benoit. I thought it was like Crisp, like C-R-I-S-P. Crisp and crisp, crisp and a wah. And I was just like, crisp and wah. Yeah, I was. I, I had no idea. I was like, dude, who is this Chris Benoit? And my friend Bobby was like, dude, that's Chris Benoit. I was like, Benoit, Benoit. Why do this is Chris oh. Benoit? <laughs> so I, I couldn't stop playing with them because, like, dude, they're they're like story mode. Oh, Howie Kendrick. Their story mode is actually like fucking amazing. Like. Oh, yeah. Their story nodes in the mid-2000s were awesome. Yeah, it was like actual TV storylines. They didn't really mesh in together, but it kind of just went one after another. And it made more sense than what you're seeing on TV today. It was great. (laughs) Let's move along. We have SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 for the PlayStation Portable, which gave it a 7.8. A little bit lower than the 8.0 from its its main console predecessor. Then it starts getting really bad. SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 gave it a 6.8. What? It gave it a what? (laughs) 
IGN gave it a 6.8. IGN's full of shit. That game was a 10.6, first of all. <laughs> that game that game was what got me into wrestling because I was in GM mode. I had Teddy Long texting me every week and going, holla, 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 player. It was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. My my uh, I, my my first, um, my career mode, I did Mark Henry because that's the only wrestler I actually knew back then. I was Mark Henry. Yeah. And my second feud ever was going for uh, a movie contract and fucking... Uh, Mr. Kennedy was going after it. It ended up being a six-man ladder match for a briefcase. The briefcase gets the movie part. I won the briefcase. Didn't get the movie part. Went straight into the next storyline. <laughs> but the game was amazing. You can unlock like Stone Cold. You can unlock The Rock. This is my introduction to who Stone Cold Steve Austin was. I remember playing a Stone Cold. I'm like, the, the reason I love that game, I was like, ooh, what are all the finishing moves? And I saw Stone Cold's finisher. I was like, that's it? <laughs> I was like, that's it. I was like, okay, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, yes, that's Scorpion King, yes, have a good one. I was like, that's it. What a pussy finishing move. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? No, SmackDown Raw 2008, the greatest wrestling game I was ever made. Ten point six. Ah, uh, no, no mercy. If you ever get back and play No Mercy, but that's another story for another time. We do have SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 for the Xbox 360, which was given a seven point eight. That's what I played. Yeah, that's more like it. Seven point eight. That's what I want. That's what I played. <laughs> The SmackDown versus Raw for PS3 was given a 7.5 in that same year. How is this this same game for different systems, different ratings? We also had a 7.5 for the Nintendo Wii for SmackDown versus Raw 2008. Uh, Let's move on. SmackDown versus Raw 2008 for the Nintendo DS. They put SmackDown versus Raw 2008 on pretty much every console you can imagine. The Nintendo DS got a freaking 7. Wow. Yeah. I didn't pick that one up. I have played it for the 360. For PSP, it got a 6.5. And then SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 for your mobile device, a 4. Can I, I wonder if I can still download it. Where's my phone? Oh, I'm still using it. I'll look it up afterwards. I'll get back to you next week. I might be playing it all week. We'll see what happens. Then the collector's edition of SmackDown vs. Raw was given a 7.5. Very interesting. I didn't know they had one. It was only two games. How can it be a collector's edition? There was a collector's edition, apparently. I guess it did God. so good. They got a collector's edition. Uh, there's also SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. Yeah, disappointing. Was which was given a 7.8. Dude, that was from Triple uh, H and Shawn Michaels on the cover. And, like, they did a different thing. They did, like, different story modes with different wrestlers. And, like, you do there's a storyline with The Undertaker and, like, Santino's a zombie. And it's the stupidest thing ever. It's like, it's, <laughs> it, they, that's when they brought in Road to WrestleMania. And it was just, it was just the weirdest thing ever. A disappointment. Yeah, uh, it got a it got a seven point five on the Nintendo DS, a seven point eight on the Wii, a seven point eight on PS3, and then we go into uh, to the two thousand eight or two thousand nine actually when WWE came out with that really random video game called Legends of WrestleMania. Never played it. It looks ridiculous. Everyone was just like <laughs> very everyone, ridiculous. Everyone very was on more steroids. Very arcadey. <laughs> it was very arcadey. <laughs> very arcadey to, to to sound very generous. It had it had it had arcadian <laughs> rhythm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, six point five. Then we had SmackDown versus Raw twenty ten. Bad. Which re- very revital. They were very high on this one. Bad. Eight point five. Bad. Really? You did not like SmackDown Raw 2010? Dude, you know what it was? Because, like, hang on, let me unplug my mic real quick. Yeah. There we go. I it was, it mm-hmm. was, just, it was, it was bad. It wasn't good because 
it, it was nowhere near 2008 because it, it, it missed what made the game so great. The fucking story mode with your my player. That's the best part of these wrestling games. I don't know. I watched the whole year of Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze do GM mode, and I was fascinated. Yeah, GM mode's was, always fun, too. <laughs> I was absolutely fascinated. It made me want to do a GM mode with you, like, for a whole year. We go back and forth to see who can make the best roster. Ugh. And you get to the 2K games, which are pretty much all mostly disappointing, in my opinion. No, no, I wouldn't say so. We got SmackDown vs. Raw 2010 for the PS2, which was given an 8. There's still PS2 in 2010. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, an 8.0 on the Wii, which is interesting. A 7.9 on the Nintendo DS. And on mobile, its lowest rating ever, a 2.5. Ouch. <laughs> That's R-U-F-F rough. We're moving on to SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. This series lasted forever. SmackDown vs. Raw 2011, yeah, 8.0 in general. Who was, on the, who was on the cover of 11? I don't remember. 8.0 on PS2, 7.5 on the Wii. And then we move on to, I think, close to current gen. Almost. We had WWE All-Stars, which, again, again, a very arcadey version of Legends of WrestleMania. Dude, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> 7.0. I don't I remember. remember. I remember that. Let's move on from All-Stars. Then we get into the 2K era in 2011, which is WWE. Well, wasn't... It wasn't the 2K era yet, but it was WWE 12, okay, which is the first iteration of it. Pretty good game. Uh, they gave it a 9.0. Then you have one of my favorite WWE iterations, WWE 13, um, which was Stone Cold on the cover, if I remember correctly. And that was also when you played through all the great scenes of the Attitude Era. That was fun. That's the last one I bought. Um, that was like it was. That was the first ever time we did like showcase, and they showcased the attitude era. Showcase was fun. Which one had the uh, the the summer of punk? That was a showcase mode. That might have been the next year. That was a Cena one. I oh, think. I did buy the Cena one. Cena one was the last one I bought. But yeah, the Austin one. That was a fun game. I played the shit out of that game. Because um, the it you, was great because they had the original video packages too. Yeah, and the best part of that was the 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 uh, the, the creator suite that you could download. Um, like the internet mm-hmm. created wrestlers. Like I had, I had AJ Styles, and like I had, a, I had like Festus or whatever. <laughs> like you could, you could. The 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 creative suite was the best part of that game. Just like modding for WWE. Um, the creative yeah, creative suite is still around. They never, they never got rid of creative suite. Right, which is good. They shouldn't because it makes that game more interesting. But yeah, that was that one was fun. Stone Cold and Cena one. Those were fun games. Those were the last two I played. And then we have then we have the first of a 2K area, which is given an 8.7 WWE 2K14. That was the WrestleMania moments one. That's WrestleMania showcase ones, mm-hmm. where you got to live through all the great WrestleMania matches. Fan, another fantastic showcase mode. Showcase mode became unbelievable because you had 30 years of WrestleMania to just go through. Mm-hmm. WWE 2K15, kind of a disappointment. Um, you know, you're, and there wasn't, there was a not that great of a historical mode. Forgot what 2K15 was about. Ooh, we're almost in the main part. We have WWE 2K15 for 360, which no one really played. Uh, WWE 2K16. Oh, fucking great. You had the expanded NXT roster for the first time, mm-hmm. that Demon Balor showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, just very good performance and gameplay from 2K16. Yeah, your, uh, your, your, my player started in NXT, which was a nice touch. 
Um, yeah. And they kind of brought back like backstage promos. You can be a good guy or a bad guy. But again, there was no depth to the storylines. It was just very basic, petty. There was it was, like, there was nothing. Like two two SmackDown vs Raw was better storylines with Chris with Chris Benoit, yeah. Chris Benoit. <laughs> Chris Benoit. Uh, you had WWE 2K17, which is good. They took away the showcase mode, which kind of sucked. Um, it was kind of getting droll, especially with 2K18 that came out as well. But next year, dull my career. I started playing a lot of universe mode with 2Ks because I just do like, just I like doing whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting because like NBA 2K, it's amazing. Like, I've never played an NBA 2K I didn't like. So 2K knows how to make these good games, like, really yeah. well. But, like, they just miss the mark with WWE. Sometimes, but, I mean, sometimes they're good. Like, for, for instance, uh, 2K19 with AJ Styles and the Ric Flair edition, I thought was a great iteration. It brought back showcase mode. It had 2K towers. It was it was a good mixture of arcadiness yet realism at the same time. Like you played towers like you played in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have you brought back the Daniel Bryan showcase mode. Um, you had the you had the weirdest fuck uh, career mode with like Matt Hardy and the Broken Universe and all this shit. It was a good mixture. Like. To me, the perfect WWE video game, because 2K19 got a 7.3, which I think is really low. Um, the perfect WWE video game has a little bit of realism, but it also doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we get it. We're we're a video game. <laughs> we, we can be a little bit sillier. And I think having things like the broken universe and having these alt- alternate reality stuff, like the New Day in 2K20 has their own fucking arena. Like unicorns and shit everywhere. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I mean, there's, you know, just, you gotta be- there's just some things that, like, I think the, there, there needs to be, comp- like, you know, there needs to be competition on TV. There needs to be a different video game, like a different wrestling video. I know there can't be because of the rights and everything, but like this happens with Madden. It happened with Madden too. I remember like Madden had competition and like Madden in the old oh. days was all amazing. Because oh, it's 2K. Because uh, NFL 2K had a game. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's NFL 2K5 is lauded as the greatest football simulation of all time. Better yeah. than Madden. And then Madden got all the rights and 2K literally couldn't make NFL games anymore. And then the past 10. It's the same thing with MLB of a show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but MLB has, I think, the Xbox. It's, MLB show is different, though, because it's a, it's an exclusive for PS4. I think MLB well, 2K is still problem, a thing. No, but, like, there's nothing to compete. There's nothing. There's no MLB, like, game that that's, compares to the show. Yeah. And, like, they're just, they're so phoned in. It's like NBA, NBA, and, like, even NHL. People, people love FIFA well, and NHL. At least you have NBA Live. At least you have NBA Live to be within 2K. NBA Live 07 was my shit, first of all. <laughs> that game was so much fun because fucking Gnarls Barkley sang crazy and it was awesome. And we have a – oh, we don't have a – it was almost a tie game. But do we have a tie game? No, we have, don't have a tie game. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like NBA Live, like it's good for these video games to have competition because it – it just makes for better product. Like competition makes better product. Like two K, it's they do enough to make it different every year. Yeah, but it's still copy paste the same fucking game over and over again. Which is why you gotta buy them. I, I try and buy them every few years. Like I haven't bought an NBA 
2K in forever. And I have already put 60 hours in this game, Ricky. Let me tell you. <laughs> the, the my team is just so – I play the my team more than my player. And it's incredible. And, like, they, they add new content every few weeks. Like, they keep you engaged. Like, 2K puts a lot of time and effort into um, 2K NBA. And I wish they kind of put a little more into uh, WWE. You know, it's 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 a little bit different, I think. Uh, it's an argument that we came up with last week as well. There's no off-season that they can really focus on this. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not I mean, like, you know, the wrestlers when, when are, they, like, when lying they, around. When they, when they release the game, like, the, the rosters are usually off. Like, the, the champions yeah, the are, the the champions are even usually off because they have the champions at the time of development. Although we, although we did release 24-7 mode in 2K19 where you can mm-hmm. automatically update your champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. To the current champion that's roster nice. model. Yeah. You know, but it's still like once the game comes out, it almost is automatically obsolete just based on whatever storylines running at the time. But there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Like WWE doesn't have an off season. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Which is I'm I'm, ex- I'm we'll excited see. for the game. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put some thought into whether I was gonna where I'm gonna buy it or not. I might and we'll see where I am in a few months. Whenever my, mine is coming in tomorrow, I think I'm gonna unbox it. I'm gonna, you know, play around. I'm excited for all the SmackDown collector's edition stuff um and we'll see where it goes from there i'm excited about the game there's a whole new gameplay and controller thing that i probably have to get used to yeah i but heard that I wanna... there's a new um the, the sit the like the fighting system's different it's simplified which i think will probably help okay a lot of people um but i also i'm interested in doing well the women's showcase mode where you go through the women's revolution. Yeah. And apparently it starts out with that fantastic match of Natty versus Charlotte in NXT, which is where it should start. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, and we'll see where it goes from there. I'm very excited because I'll get the Fiend because I got the deluxe edition also includes the Fiend. Nice, so I'll nice. get the Fiend Bray Wyatt and his entrance and all that stuff. So I, I'm, I'm excited for the game. So I'm going to give it some hope. Let me know if it's riddled with microtransactions. <laughs> if it is, I'm probably not going to buy it. I have I have the like the super duper deluxe edition, so I can get anything I want. I pretty much will have everything I want at launch. All right, so it's gonna have microtransactions. I mean, two K NBA has microtransactions, <laughs> but it doesn't get in. I mean, it kind of does get in the way of the game. It doesn't get in the way of the game. Like you can work. It doesn't have micro. It doesn't really have microtransactions where you're spending money. Where like you, the more you play, the more points you accumulate, and you use those points to unlock different people. I mean, that's that's how it should be. <laughs> that's how the game. Yeah. Like remember back in the day, you play a video game and you got to unlock some challenges to unlock a player, and now he's got to buy them. Yeah. It's just like it gave you accomplishment for pl- fucking playing this goddamn game. And now it's like it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like not now he's got to buy it. I hate AAA games. I fucking hate them. <laughs> but yeah, so so that, that's what it is. So let us know what you guys think of 2K. If you guys have already bought it, uh, if you guys are playing it right now, uh, come see me on the Xbox uh, Xbox at uh, Ambassador Biggs, obviously. Let's move on. Let's wrap this up. We've been talking about video games for a while. I think we nerded out a little bit too much. Hey, man. But you, it is you, what you, it is. you hit a nerve. Good thing Kate's not here. She'd be like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I feel like, no, Kate plays video games just as much as we do. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to ask him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'll to, I, have to, I have to ask they, them. Who, what's the proper pronoun? Ask, I have to ask them. You're, you're, you're going to ask them. Yeah, you're going to ask them because they have a PS4, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's a PS4. Do Anywho, we, match of the week. Who's your match of the week, Will? Oh fuck. Um, I'm gonna go with 
Keith Lee and Donovan, even with the dusty finish. Because I think the dusty finish made the most sense. And if anything that Ugh. happened, if anything, anything that happened this week in wrestling, like the match was good enough, and the ending didn't piss me off. So <laughs> I, I thought it was like it was just like okay, a dusty finish that makes sense. I dig this. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the the SCU versus Best Friends match. Mm. I thought the match was fantastic. I thought I liked the swerve of the Lucha Bros fucking shit up just to start the show off. Mm-hmm. And then I also love the fact that um, Scorpio Sky had to wrestle in jeans and at the end of the match, no shoes. <laughs> Someone threw a shoe back in. <laughs> he, 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 he threw yeah. a shoe back. <laughs> it's like, you guys are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. I mean that was impressive. I like the fact that he that Scorpio Sky got the rub because I mean Christopher Daniels has been around forever, mm-hmm. and everybody and like you don't need like it's one of it's also one of those good things again where some of these older vets are given and given the younger guys the spotlight like they deserve. Like you don't need to see Christopher Daniels in a tag match. You've seen it already. Mm-hmm. He's proved himself. Give Scorpio Sky, give Kazarian the spotlight. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, Kazarian's been around just move. as long as Daniels. True, but like Daniels is the bigger name. Fair. Fair. He was supposed you know. to be the higher power. Exactly. The fallen angel. oh my god kicking an eye yeah who do you got i was gonna give it to the world series because this game is excellent but uh, i think i'm gonna give it to the baby you're gonna give it to the baby i'm giving it to the baby i'm calling him rex why are you calling him rex i don't know why not Let's go, Rex. Okay, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Montez for having the gall to even snatch a baby from somebody. Yeah, also, also, shout out to the mother for like allowing this and not freaking allowing out. Allowing it, but like she also like she kind of handed the baby over while still hanging on to it. <laughs> like, like she was kind of dancing with the baby with Montez. Like she never let go of that baby completely. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, I need to watch yeah, it again. Yeah. Watch it again. She like she's like kind of dancing with the baby with Montez. It's very awkward, but it's hilarious. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh my god, that's 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 fucking hysterical. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's all we have in wrestling. Wrestling's been wrestling's good, man. It was a week. Wrestling's good. It was a week. It's a lot. It's a lot of it. I don't watch all of it, but I watch enough to do this show. And I watch enough to get my fill. So, yeah, and I mean, there's still even more. Like we do, we don't even cover NWA, dude, or or MLW or Impact. It's not, gonna and they happen. all have show. They all have shows. It's not gonna weekly happen. now. I'm sorry. I know. I know it's not. That's what we have frets in them for to do. (laughs) But be that as it may, folks, let's get out of here and get the show on the road so I can play 2K19 for the final time before 2K20 comes out. I should probably start playing showcase mode with DB and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 170. Willie T and the King. And of course, I am your host. Which one am I? King. Huh? Which one am I? Am I Willie T or the King? you're Willie T. Ah, damn it. Yeah, I know, I know. Someone's got to be king. I'm sick of, I'm sick of being me. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to be me? 
Actually, don't answer that question. Of course you want to be me. Um, anyway, folks, it is me, King Ricky Rose at Kill at Ambassador Biggs on all social media platforms, Snapchat, Instagram, all of that fun stuff. Find Kings of the Rings Podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook and Instagram on Twitter. Find Wrestle Addict Radio, and that's where you're going to listen to us by, by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio on your iTunes, your Google Podcast, your Spotify, your iHeartRadio, and many more places where you listen to all of your podcasts. Follow Wrestle Addict Radio on social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Kate Murphy, wherever you're at, hopefully you're doing well. We miss you. We love you. Uh, we will be seeing you probably next week. Willie T, take it away, sir. Oh my God, it feels so good to be number one because I'm number one. I'm number one. I'm number one. I'm number one. <laughs> I am number one. Willie T. You're I am, two. You know what? I'm the king and Willie T. I am King Willie T. T is in Thomas. A R A S H U K. If you don't get this Who's Number One reference, just go to uh, YouTube and type in ESPN Who's Number One. Watch the first 51 seconds. You won't be you won't regret it. Or you might you it's might the remember rap it. Ever. It is the greatest rap ever. Um, you can you can tell me about this, all this rap on the gram of Instagramification at Will Tarish. Gary spell my name. Um, let's get the hell out of here. I'm tired. I have work tomorrow. Yeah, I, I have work tomorrow. I have 2K to play. I gotta put some more ointments on this brand new tattoo I just got the other day. <laughs> I guess um, I guess who happens to Finn Balor in court. <laughs> yeah, Spectre. find out what happens to Spectre. I gotta find out what happens to Spectre. The thing, the thing about the show, Ricky, like they all talk like because I'm from Belfast, and they all talk like this, even when they're sad or questioning things. <laughs> like, so, yeah, do you, you go watch Spectre. Do you think he's the killer? I don't know. Right, my tattoo's getting dry. Well, I got, I gotta put ointment on. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're the kings. <laughs> Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings Podcast, Willie T and the King. We'll be back next week where we probably won't even go over uh, Crown Jewel. We'll probably talk about Halloween and our favorite Halloween candy in lieu of such an event. Uh, This has been Kings of the Rings Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye and good night. And, uh, yeah, fuck you, Slack.